What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 20 of Big Geek Energy. So we've gone 20 consecutive weeks now, guys, of uh, doing this show. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty pumped to be here. Episode 20 is a big one. Um, mm-hmm. It is a top 10. It's something that's probably going to be the most, I don't want to say controversial, but maybe the most divisive um, list that we've done yet because it is top our top 10 hard rock uh, bands of all time. Um, yet we always say that this is our personal opinions, but music just really brings a lot of evil out of people. So it's it's always a lot of fun to talk about that. Um, especially Dean. Especially Dean. Uh, so we're looking my zine is already throbbing over this. <laughs> uh, so we're uh, looking forward to getting to that. However, first and foremost, uh, Dean Holzapple, George Rogers. What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, yeah. Get fucked. Yep. All right. That means he's doing great, everyone. <laughs> um, so Oof, I, I kind of want to really quick get started this is something we've talked about a lot but it's definitely just relevant um as we continue to get closer and closer to fandom in a few weeks i can't believe it's already only a few weeks away um as we get closer to fandom you know certain things are starting to kind of trickle out in terms of what the future holds for you know arguably the most talked about um section of of warner media and that's the dcu and where it's going moving forward, because everything just seems up in the air right now, except for, you know, Black Adam. Uh, everyone is trying to throw their hands in and seeing what's going on with the Flash. Um, then you got the Batman coming up in March. We're going to get a brand new exclusive trailer on that uh, at Fandom. Um, but, you know, certain rumblings have come out now that um, talks are completely breaking down between uh you know ben affleck and warner meat and warner brothers in terms of bringing back um ben affleck full-time um for not just a television show but justice league too and some of the things that are being said are that wb wants nothing to do with justice league too unless maybe somebody comes up with a really good idea to make it a get ready an animated film specifically for HBO Max, which would be the biggest kick in the nuts for any DCU fan uh, ever. I mean, Warner has done some dumb shit over the last few years, but that would be the biggest kick in the dick of all time. Um, Dean, I'll start with you uh, because you and I had an animated conversation about it earlier. um, And I figured let's just really quick talk about it. Um, your, Your thoughts as more and more, bullshit starts to roll out that it it almost feels that Warner brothers enjoys just tripping over their own feet. Um, And they clearly just do not want to do what it just, it just should, what should be done. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to process everything because there's so much stuff that comes out from multiple sources yeah um which coincide with each other you know Mm -hmm. they're saying the same thing so they're they're confirming pretty much confirming each other Mm -hmm. um but it's just like you just i'm a 34 year old guy i've been a dc fan since i first saw the flash tv show in what 89 Mm -hmm. and you are making me not give a flying fuck about fandom i just i don't Mm -hmm. care First of all, I like I don't think fandom is this great thing anyway. It was cool last year because you had the Snyder Cut trailer. Yeah. And you we got the Batman trailer. I mean, let's be honest, that was the only two things that carried fandom last year. Yeah, it's not D23. I mean, yeah, it, or or San Diego Comic-Con. Oh no, yeah. Comic-Con. It, it, it's right. it's it's a means to an end until conventions come back because when it comes to mm-hmm. the, when it comes down to it, nobody wants to sit on a fucking laptop all day and watch a fucking bunch of pre-taped panels. Unless yeah. this year, the rumor is this year, the panels are actually going to be live and they're yeah. pre-taping all the pa- like video packages. Right. Um, right. But like, I just don't care. I, mm-hmm. I, if you're not going to give me what I want, I want you to fail. I've said this a million times. I want everything mm-hmm. that they do to fail. I want mm-hmm. fandom to be a complete failure. If we don't get a Batfleck fucking announcement, I want it to fail. If yeah. we 
I want the Batman to fail. Mm-hmm. I want Black Adam to fail. I want them because they need to see that this trend needs to continue of failures with Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, Aquaman and Joker were outliers, but yeah. Shazam, while a very good movie, did not make a big profit. Right. Okay? Right. And Birds I, of Prey and- failed. You know, Wonder Woman 84 failed. The Suicide Squad failed. The, the movies are failing left and right. And they're just going to be like, instead of holding Pat like they should have did fucking, I don't know five years ago you know now yeah. they're holding they're holding pound the shit that nobody wants and that's what that's what's pissing me off and i just don't care and now we get an announcement today from variety that they're doing a penguin yes, I, yes. we thought they would fucking gotham i know so so well, you're, so you're with the batman you're pretty much going to go back to the nolan verse basically because that's exactly what i get from this movie which is it doesn't look like a bad movie but you're just giving me more nolan pretty much yeah yeah. And now you're going to give me basically another rendition of Gotham. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I- I'm not going to watch it then. I mean, I'll watch the Batman because I'm a Batman fan, but that show on HBO, I've already checked out the Titans. Mm-hmm. I-, I haven't wow. seen the last two episodes, two, three episodes of Titans. I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't good. Yeah. And, and I have to give you credit because um, if anyone's just going to tune into this episode for the first time, you know, go back, you know, the, the previous 19 episodes and check out the few times. Gosh, go look at, um, you know, check out George and Dean's other podcasts, the Multiverse Movie Podcast, where Dean for the last two years has been super consistent. Uh, you've been very consistent, Dean, in saying, look, you know, if they're not going to give me what I want, what the majority of us want, then I kind of want you to fail because it's, it's the only thing that's going to wake you up. The more money they lose on these films, the more and more they're going to have to wake up. And, and uh, unless in their eyes they're making money or they're making a profit or something yeah, sure. from, from some, there's gotta be something that's showing them that they're do that. These are successful because other than that, why would you not? And this is a rhetorical question, but maybe George, you can chime in here. You, you see the growing disappointment of every film that at the DCU that they're releasing, right? Why would you not pivot and say, you know, what's really been working the, you know, the 10 million total tweets that have been going out about the Snyderverse. Why would I not just fucking stop sitting on my hands, stop acting like I know everything and just make the one film? If they just make Justice League 2, George, the way that people have been begging for it and the way it should be done, then they don't ever have to worry about complaining ever again. Because that's all that every DC fan wants right now. It's just to finish the story. And they clearly have it in their mind or else they wouldn't have released the Snyder Cut. And they could Why finish would... it in, in, in just one sequel because there was never a Justice League right. 3 greenlit. That's the thing. Right. So just do it the same format. Four hours, HBO Max, maybe a limited run in an IMAX theater, you know, because it'd be a long form storytelling and just do one movie. I would sacrifice everything to just finish the Justice League story. Yeah. Batflex series, I... everything. I would if, yeah. you, if they were like this. Or finish the Justice League story. I'd be like, Justice League story. I agree. Throw everything away. Just give me the Justice League 2. And like, George, why would you make, why would you release the Snyder Cut if you had no plans of continuing it? Like, why would you go through all that trouble just to release that and then not, and then not follow up on that? This is all just a matter of pride with them at this point, uh, as far as as far as uh, I'm yeah, concerned. Great point. Yeah. If you guys hear this storm that's just brewing up around me right now, mm-hmm. but, uh, sounds like a whopper. Um, the storm. Because, like, AT and T went over Warner Brothers' head and said, "Listen, this movie is done. You're releasing it with the uh, with the Snyder cut." And Warner Brothers has done everything in their power to hide the actual numbers that the Snyder Cut has done on HBO Max. We yeah. have no idea what the actual final fucking totals are. Every other movie that came out, we got their totals. We got total for Suicide Squad. Of we got total for Mortal Kombat. But for some reason, the Snyder Cut numbers are just up. We just can't figure those out. They are yeah. purposely burying it Yep. So they don't have to. So they don't have to say shit. We made a mistake and we're wrong. And it's just sold out everywhere physically. Just swallow yeah. your fucking pride. Admit you made a mistake by canning yeah. Zach in the first place, yep. and just give the fans what they want. There was the uh, was it Restore the Snyderverse 
was the most trended topic that was tweeted. Was it 1.5 million tweets mm-hmm. in one Worldwide. day? Yeah, worldwide. Well, for, com- for comic books, for comic books. Endgame didn't even get that, and that was the conclusion of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, Not and it's far- and it's and it's and it's wild because we knew we and uh, gosh, I mean, we could go back. I mean, it would take us a long time to backtrack our group text, but within twenty four hours, twenty four to <laughs> before I know within twenty four to thirty six hours. We had ironclad HBO Max numbers on on Kong, um, mm-hmm. on Gorilla vs. Kong, uh, Kong, and um, Gorilla vs. Kong. I'm sorry, Godzilla. What in the Kong. hell are you sorry. watching? Godzilla and Kong and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Asylum version. <laughs> so within 36 hours, we had steadfast numbers on Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat and Godzilla and Kong. But then, like George, you said, nobody can find the true numbers of the Snyder Cut. Why? Nobody, what, where, where does it go? Well, Where's it go? Like, so I, what I, I'm going to throw in here real fast is right now, the only thing you should expect at fandom, if anything, is to continue versus. Well, first and first, the flash is taking place after the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. That's that's all but confirmed. Um, and if you saw the leak video out there, everybody that that hit Twitter like what a month and a half ago. Yeah. The yep. scenes that they were showing of the flash from Justice League were from the Snyder Cut. It was not from Justice League. You could tell by the color grading. Yeah. Um, so I already had knew, known that before I had heard Mikey Sutton spill some beans and then Chris, you confirmed it all angrily because I had spoiled something. But uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just joking. I, I didn't care. Um, <laughs> but the only thing that if 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 anything from that cast is to be announced at fandom, it's going to be the Batflex series. They're not going to do anything with Justice League. And Mikey Sutton has said that, too. Don't expect mm-hmm. a Justice League announcement until Zaslav is fully in control of Warner Discovery. Sure. Yeah. Because he's going to clean house. And it has nothing to do with, oh, was he a fan of, of the cut? He's going to look at the numbers of, uh, of HBO Max, and he's going to look at the home sales and be like, why the fuck were these guys not continuing this? Yeah. Yeah, because his whole goal, his whole goal, he's going to his whole goal is to make Warner and DC profitable. So that can so AT&T can turn around and sell that company five years from now. So he's not going to be putting it. We live in a world with two Suicide Squad movies and one Justice League movie. Isn't that great? Two, two Suicide Squad movies. And they were both a mess. Mm -hmm. And the new one hasn't even aged well. And it's already been a month. I already put it below the original. Mm hmm. The, One um, month. So we live in a, I, that world, everybody. If uh, if fandom is a failure, if it's not, I mean, well, it's, I mean, it's whatever. But if it's not well received by the general public, I expect Zaslav to to just march into WB and be like, "Listen, shit needs to change, or you're all getting fucking fired in March." Yeah, I think I think they're all getting fired anyway. Yeah, I think there's good. A I, lot think of heads the one, I think the he only one. I think the only one that's going to still be there. He, he may is, clean um, house from top to bottom, though. Yeah, I think the only one that's going to hang around is Walter Hamada. Yes, because I mean, ultimately, he doesn't call any shots. He's just a, yeah. he's a budget man. So, yeah. but like Emmerich and Sarnoff, they're going to be gone. They're mm-hmm. they're going to be fucking gone. And his first business is going to be to bring back Nolan and Snyder. I guarantee it. Yep, you know? I agree. Snyder doesn't have a deal with Netflix. People need something that he has a first look deal. So any original content that he comes up with, Netflix gets first dibs at it. Right. That's all that. That's all that is. Right. Right. He, there's he no. Could, there's no pen to paper. Yeah. That's all that. That's all he had. That same deal with Warner Brothers, except for Warner Brothers would be like no, and then they would just keep the <laughs> keep that stuff. You yeah. know, like Army of the Dead. Yep. You know. Yep. I wish. I wish. And this is probably gonna be the last thing I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because we should move on to the top. 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A couple a couple years ago, one of the big reasons why we got the Snyder Cut was because Netflix, when they were in the, the, the negotiations to buy Army of the Dead off of mm-hmm. Warner, mm-hmm. they were sniffing around the rights to the Snyder Cut and p- any potential sequels to that movie. And mm. that is a big reason why Warner in 18, AT&T was like, wait a minute, what's this, what's this Snyder Cut? Netflix is sniffing around. And then yeah. they realized it was basically a completed movie. But from what I heard, that um, that's what they Netflix was going to try to acquire, like re, and overpay for the rights to finish and distribute the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. and then make the uh, try to make a second movie. But he like with only the characters that had been um, 
what's the word I'm thinking of? Introducing the first movie. Like he couldn't yeah. bring in any new characters. Okay. Just be the characters that were in the first movie. So um, because obviously Netflix doesn't own the rights to DC. So but he, right. they would be able to license the characters that were already in that movie for a sequel. So I, I mm-hmm. wish that would have happened. I wish it right. would have happened. I, I, I wish Netflix would just or I wish Netflix or Amazon would just go in and be like, here's five billion dollars for the rights <laughs> to DC comics. Yes. I that mean, would Netflix be... and Amazon would make that back in a week. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like just and just get get it out of the hands of this these bunch of fucking retards. I'm gonna say it. Yeah. You said it. Just, they're they're destroying they're destroying DC from top to bottom. They mm-hmm. really are. Yeah. From from movies to comics and back. It's just it's falling apart. Um, all right. So uh we'll obviously we'll be talking more about that uh, as time goes on, uh, especially once fandom comes and goes and comes we'll... and goes and probably disappoints. Yeah, so we'll we'll discuss it then. We'll table that for now. But the reason why we are here today is to discuss our top 10 favorite hard rock bands of all time. Top 10 um, favorite types of sausage. Yes. Oh, number one. <laughs> Surprise, George. <laughs> number, number one, one is one. the hot the hot sausage from the Columbus, Columbus Mark. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what all is right. that that came out of his mouth? Do you need a face fucking? What the? <laughs> I don't know if he needs one, but it might be required. Jeez. Oh, it's coming with a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right. Testing. So before uh, we get to number 10, guys, do you have any dishonorable mentions? I have one. I have three. <laughs> I want to hear George's, though. I Go have ahead. two. But I want to hear right. Dean's, though. Yeah, uh, mine's I... just Nirvana. All right. Yeah, Nirvana was yeah, in I, mine. But uh, I think Nirvana is is arguably the most overrated band in history. Gosh, it's, I agree with you 100%. Um, so my dishonorable mentions are Judas Priest, um, Pink Floyd, and Def Leppard, um, and then Nirvana. Um, now, again, I'm going to say this. I don't dislike these bands necessarily, but I just think that there's just too much hype, especially Pink Floyd. Um, <laughs> this is why I turned, I'm turning Dean's uh, video off. Um, but uh, so... Um, what George, have, what was what do you have against Jews Priest? I don't know. I don't know. Like I never just outright will go listen to their stuff. Chris isn't hell bent for leather, and it shows. <laughs> He's all about ram it down, though. Uh, <laughs> Point of entry. Uh, <laughs> um. So, George, what was your dishonorable mentions? My dishonorable mention are two bands that are not allowed to be played in my house. One of them is Papa Roach. <laughs> no Papa Roach. And number two, stained. Oh. Not in my, not in my Take that garbage. shit down the road, you clown motherfuckers. Your garbage mm. music. Mm-hmm. Uh, annoying. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Chris, I do I do agree with you on Def Leppard though. I'm I'm not a huge fan of those guys. Yeah. Um all right. Uh well, where are you on uh, Pink Floyd? I think you said before I... they're kind of overrated. I enjoy them. I, I don't see the big draw to them, but I, I do enjoy some of those. It's because songs. you don't do a lot of acid. That's why. Or weed. Yeah. Um, I respect right. them as musicians, though. They're phenomenal musicians. Okay. But um, but yeah, I'm not. That's because you want Roger Waters to read you Corduroy. Hello. <laughs> Is there anybody out there? <laughs> so um, I'm going to go in the order of what my screen looks like. So Dean, you're on the left. I'm on the oh. right. And then George, you're on the bottom. You're a power bottom tonight. So, okay. um, oh. so George is going to be, um, you know, save the best for last on that one. So um, Dean, let's get bat, us started. Bat and clean up. So yep. today, everybody, what we're doing is we're going to give everybody a favorite song from this band as well. Yes. And we yes. decided that if there is um, like some bands, um, i.e. like, for example, Van Halen, we're mm-hmm. going to give uh, a favorite David Lee Roth song uh, and a favorite uh, Sammy Hagar song. And it, well, actually, in the case of what about a band, like, Sharon song? I was going to say in the, in the case of Van Halen, there was th- there was three lead singers in the band uh, who have recorded songs with the band. So I, I do. Van Halen is on my list. Van Halen is on my list and I do have a song for each singer. So. Okay, um, I only have them for two, but yeah, so because um, I did, I did like most of Van Halen three or half of Van Halen three. So I'll I'll start. Yeah. Um, and number ten for me is is one of my all time. Obviously, it's one of my all time favorite bands. But like, I've been literally been listening to this band my whole life, and that's Kiss. Oh wow! Um, did yeah. not expect to hear that from you. Really? Oh, I'm a yeah. massive Kiss. I'm a massive Kiss fan. Okay. Um, and I love I them as per- businessmen. 
<laughs> I do. I do prefer the unmakeup, the, the unmasked error, the non-makeup error. Um, I, it's what I grew up on, you mm-hmm. know, until they put the makeup back on in 96, which was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so my favorite um, makeup error song is Take Me off of my favorite album by them, which is Rock and Roll All Over. Yeah, um, great and album. My favorite my favorite non makeup error um by them is tears are falling off of asylum cool uh, that's a good one too i'm a big fan of paul stanley love that guy um, he's him james hatfield were the reason i got into playing guitar yeah paul and, then, stanley and then jimmy just, page came on shortly after yeah Dude. i mean yeah paul stanley is, is an awesome human being um all right so my number 10 is iron maiden um hmm. Listen to Iron Maiden. Actually, it's like one of the. Is I yours growing... too, George? Not number ten. Oh, they're my <clears> number so... nine, actually. Uh, uh, Iron Maiden's yeah. my number ten. Uh, listened to them for a long time, since the mid nineties. I remember listening to them on WMMR with my dad in the car. Um, my favorite song from Maiden is "The Trooper." Um, big fan um, of that song. I actually just listened to it today, and still holds up big time for me. So it's still my favorite Maiden song. Um, I mean, number of, you know, number of the beast is a great gym song for me. I listen to that quite often in the gym, but you know, that's, you know, that's an easy one to go to, but um, yeah, big fan of the trooper. Um, number 10, George. Uh, already going off the rails on this one, uh, a little off the uh, beaten path, but my number 10 is somebody who I have seen in concert more times than anybody. And that is Alice Cooper. Mm, oh my cool. gosh. That's, that's cool. That's a really good one. He used to scare me growing love- up absolutely love alice cooper uh a great live show absolutely N- never get bored by it he's got a very great he's got an amazing catalog um you know aside from like schools out and all the shit that anybody knows but can i guess your favorite song he's, I, I, I know you're leaning in you you, 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 you want to guess it you just want to say is it? the man behind the mask of course it's the man behind the mask he also gave us Nita strauss song. so i'm all about that too yeah. and a little <laughs> a little, little side hey, of this cool for beat <laughs> yeah, come on, guys, sit down. The uh, the Indians going out a party or what? Billy Wakay. That means <laughs> good life. Well, yes, Pete, it is. But a little bit of Alice Cooper uh, trivia for you there, since we are on our sister station, the Multiverse Movie Podcast. We are rolling into the six 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 weeks of horror, and Alice Cooper fits that. Obviously, the man mm-hmm. behind the mask is a um, is a song that he did for uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives. Mm-hmm. Also, Alice Cooper played Freddy Krueger's stepdad in Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. So yes, he did. this man has ties to two of the biggest names in horror. So mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, Dean, number nine. Uh, it was Iron Maiden. Maiden. Um, and I was th- I was lucky to see them back in 2019. George and I went. I got tickets cool. to Dead Ticks, so spent 15 bucks and got two tickets. Wow. Um, and it was Little a great, plug. amazing show. I finally got around to seeing them. Um, and it was really cool because they played a song that's one of my favorites by them. That's not a Bruce Dickinson song. It's a Blaze Bailey song, and it's the Klansman. Hmm. Um, it's not about the Klan. It's about like the Scottish clans of the Highlands. Um, <laughs> so that's so they you know Maidens had three main singers. Um, they had um, Paul Diano. Uh, with the, on the first two albums, Killers and uh, Iron, Iron Maiden or Iron Maiden and Killers. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so my favorite song that they do with Paul Diano is Iron Maiden. My favorite song with Dickinson is The Prisoner mm-hmm. um, and The Klansman with, with Blaze Bailey. So I was really shocked when they when they did The Klansman because it's just it's a, such a deep cut um, off of an era that a lot of people just tend to forget because it wasn't very successful, even though the albums are really good. So um yeah, that's my number nine. Um, awesome. Uh, my number nine is uh, the Canadian Legends Rush. Um, and they unfortunately did not make my top 10, but they're an honorable mention, actually. <clears throat> so yeah. I did not come around to Rush until around 2005. My uncle, um, who listens to really, you know, um, just really good rock, uh, hard rock bands. And, you know, I always talk music with him. He said, Chris, have you ever heard, the, heard, heard of Rush? I'm like, I know he goes, have you ever heard the song Tom Sawyer? I was like, yeah, I've heard that. He goes, that's Rush. I was like, wow, I've never heard. I've never like heard anything else by them. He goes, yeah, they're a Canadian band. They're very disrespected within the rock community. Um, He goes, check them out. So I remember I went to Tower Records in Cherry Hill and I just stood there for like an hour and a half. I listened to like 
almost two records from them. And I was like, oh my God, these guys are badass. And, um, you know, I just started listening to Rush. I'm a, I'm a big fan of listening to this day. Um, my favorite song by them is Summertime Blues, um, which was actually the theme to, uh, I think it was like almost 10 years ago now, it was a theme to a WWE SummerSlam event, which was pretty awesome. I was really happy to see Rush get that recognition. But, um, what was my the God, theme? Summertime Blues. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. they use their version? <clears throat> yeah, they use Rush's yep. version. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they covered it right before, I think it was like the same year that that pay-per-view came out. Because, yeah, because okay. I didn't know they used their version. Yeah. No. And then when yeah. Rush came out with that version, I was like, oh my God, this is probably my favorite Rush song, even though it's, you know, like you said, it's a cover. But um, I, they, if you guys have ever seen that, not you guys, but for those, if you guys have never seen them in concert, just go on YouTube. They have like full concerts. Um, I mean, them. obviously, I've never seen them live. No. George has been lucky enough to see them. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, they have arguably the greatest drummer of all time. Um, I mean, the guy arguably the greatest bass player of all time, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the drummer, I, I couldn't even believe that he was a human being when you watch on YouTube. Um, yes, rest in oh, peace, no peer. Yeah, oh, yeah, just no, yeah, it was just it's an outer body experience watching that, and I can't even imagine what it's like live, but you know, um, yeah, so big respects to, to Rush. Um, they're my number nine. George, uh, we at number eight, right? Number nine, George. Yeah, George, number nine. My number nine is ACDC. Mm, another good mm. one. I mean, no mention for me. Uh, spoiler. They're they're a um, I mean, ACDC is a hell of a band. Yeah. It's a band I've been listening to. It's hard not to put them up there. I mean, they're a band I've been listening to almost my entire life. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the bands on here basically are bands I have been listening to my yeah. entire life. Yeah, ACDC is one of those bands that's always, you know, they're always in a heavy rotation. Do it. Let's, let's guess again. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just good. It, it's good driving music. It gets you pumped up, gets you amped up. Yep. Uh, our buddy Eric, when it's he your got balls swallow it, come. Thanks. Our buddy Eric, when he got married uh, back in 2012, uh, all of us groomsmen and bridesmaids came out to Thunderstruck. That's You've awesome. been Thunderstruck. There he goes. There he goes. There it is. Uh, there it is. My, my favorite Bon Scott. ACDC song is Big Balls. Is it really? Oh God, I can't God. stand that song. Such a great song. Oh, I can't stand it's that song. song. It's a, it's one of the whole lot of Rosie would be mine. Um, it's I picked Big Balls because when I used to stay over at my uh, dad's Mahoney. friend's house with his um, with uh, like I, I was friends with his kids. His dad had Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap on vinyl. So he would play oh. this. Like, oh, you got to listen to the song about balls. So he would just play it on constant loop, and we laugh our asses off. And it was so good. It sounds so good on vinyl. My favorite Brian's uh, Brian song, not Brian's song, the movie. Brian Johnson song. Yeah. Brian Johnson song. <clears throat> it, it's actually a bit of a shocker, but I love the song. It's rock and roll, ain't noise pollution. Great song. Oh, that's a I great that song. song. Yeah, it doesn't get enough play. Um, that's good. All right, so we'll, what we'll do here is we'll take a break before we get and we'll finish up the, the, the final eight on the other side. Um, so this is Big Geek Energy, episode 20, guys. 20 weeks in a row, boys. Who'd have thought? Mm. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm Chris E. Francesco. That's Dean and George. We'll be right back in just a few seconds. Chris, gay. Yo! Welcome back, Big Geek Energy. Uh, Chris C. Francisco, Dean Holtz, Apple, George Rogers bringing you the heat this week. You think you're better than me, Chris? I all I did was introduce you. <laughs> I think it's funny that you're doing. We're doing a top ten on the night that you, the day that you said that you don't value uh, our opinions. Uh, the day after, but <laughs> um, and that's not true. Um, that's what you said to us, though, George. Did he not, not say true. that? I don't value your opinions. I for X, Y, and Z. I did not say that. Did you say X, um, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all right. We're up to number eight now. Uh, Dean, all you, man. Queen. Queen. I was I was actually expecting uh, them to be a little higher on your list, but you know, mm-hmm. top ten is is a, is a yeah. big list. No, I I, I adore them. I, I yeah. truly adore them. Um, I have two songs because I couldn't pick one. I also have two songs for my next one because I couldn't pick one either. So it's uh, Hammer to Fall mm-hmm. and Innuendo, which is the title track to the last last official album they did with Freddie 
um i mean they did uh god the, they did they did release an album after he passed that was partially recorded before he passed but this was like the last time they did when they when before he died so and which i think is their best album it's a innuendo is a masterpiece mm-hmm. from top to bottom um i agree um and, all right freddie is the greatest front man of all time it's this no question it's not even a, it's not even a doubt no no all doubt. right so my number eight is van halen um huh? another band i've listened to obviously like my whole life but just you know to this day uh, i they're on every playlist that i make um especially for the gym or, or for like a decent car ride um my favorite david lee roth song is jump um my favorite Sammy Hagar uh, uh, song is Dreams. Um, so, that, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Sammy Hagar. Um, yeah, but, the fuck. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, Van Halen number eight. Um, he is a cop. <laughs> um, totally a cop. That's, that's not a dick in his pants. That's a gun. <laughs> um, George, you're number eight. My number eight is... Um... Solo Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I mean, I am not the biggest Black Sabbath fan. I'm not going to say they're dishonorable mention because I do like some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've always preferred Ozzy solo to Ozzy with, um, with Black Sabbath. You had a bad experience at an Ozzy concert, didn't you? Was that it sounds you? like something. That sounds like something I've had. But <laughs> who hasn't had a bad experience? It was probably Ozfest, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been to three Ozfest, so oh, I, mean, I went. I, to, I went to the free one, and that was well. I was like with the last oh, year they did it because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was I, free, I, and everybody was getting raped and fucking murdered there. Oh, yeah, because it was free, and anyone could get in. But that's I will why, say that's why these tickets are fifty, sixty dollars. That way, it keeps the riffraff out. Mm-hmm. I will say that was the start of the the trilogy. I've seen Zach Wild with all three of his bands, Ozzy, Black Label, and Zach Sabbath. So mm-hmm. Zach Wild's an awesome dude, man. Um, yeah, I know. The, the only uh the the only disappointing Andrew. thing I've had at Ozfest is when uh Zach had to basically tell the words to Mr. Crowley to Ozzy because he couldn't remember them. Oh god. I was, I was like I was like, Oh, this is like seeing the uh, the wizard behind the curtain. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Uh, but oh, my man. favorite Ozzy song uh, is Perry Mason. Mm. yeah it's good it's a great pick that's a, i i mean that's a that's a song from 95 but that's still a great fucking song now you know it's the 30th anniversary for no more tears this year mm. it's a great album it's crazy um no, Dean, I, didn't say cra- I didn't say crazy train i said no more tears no i know i said that's crazy awesome. <laughs> i know uh dean number seven <laughs> my number seven is metallica whoa <laughs> i expect what? them to be in your top three Mm-mm. No, okay. I'm surprised I they actually. This is top three. I, no, no, um, it's not my top three. You know, it's it's for you know for me with Metallica. I mean, this is a band I've literally been listening to my whole life. Much like I said when when Eddie Van Halen passed away, I remember we did a little tribute on the Multiverse Movie Podcast, and I had said mm-hmm. that I I don't know a life without Van Halen because it's mm-hmm. been a part of me since like the day I was born, and that's the same way with Metallica. Um. I have a love-hate relationship with Metallica. And I mean, there are better bands than Metallica that I didn't put above them, especially in the genre of metal or thrash metal. Um, but I had to put them in my top 10 just because of what they meant to me, like what James Hetfield has meant to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I do love those guys. So mm-hmm. uh, and so I have two of two songs. Uh, that are tied for first, and that's the Four Horsemen off of Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning, the, the titular song from Ride the Lightning. So yeah, those are probably my two favorite songs by them. That's awesome. Um, Honorable mention for that is Bleeding Me off of Load because I actually do enjoy the Load album. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Black Songs. Mama said, "Oh, get out of my, get the fuck out of my bounty hunter." All right, uh, is this, <laughs> this the way? Out? Yeah, that's what. <laughs> Um, my number seven is Black Sabbath. Um, mm. just another mm. band I've listened to for to a long time. time. Yeah. Um, I've actually grown to appreciate them more over the last few years. Um, I, I don't know why, but I think I just probably delve more into, um, all of their, all of their albums. So like, it just kind of gives you like a refresher. Cause look, you know, we guys were naming these 10 bands 
the amount of albums and the amount of music that these bands have come out with in the past 40, 50 years is astounding. So like sometimes you forget to go back to like a, a band's first three albums and remember uh, just how great everything was. So um, my favorite Dio song is War Pigs. Um, and my favorite it's not Oz- a Dio song. Not yes, a Dio it is. Song. Yes, it is. War Pigs was definitely Ozzy. I could have sworn War Pigs was Dio. Or was initially written. Oh wow, I have to go check that. Okay, but my favorite Oz, uh, Ozzy song was 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 Iron Man. So um, I'll have to go see. I I could have sworn that was um that was him. All right, but um yeah, Sabbath is number seven. George, who's your seven? My number seven. This one uh, might might shock a couple people because um, it's a band that I discover later in life, but I've grown to really appreciate them, and I I honestly love listening to them, and that's Deep Purple. <clears throat> Wow, that's good too. That's great. Love, love, absolutely love Deep Purple. I mean, we were all members of Deep Purple at one point in our at one point in our lives because they've had literally ninety five members of their band. Um, but it's just it's just great driving music, um, just be- beautifully written stuff. Um, Richie Blackmore is. I wish he was still doing. Wish he was still doing hard rock, not his mm-hmm. run fair shit. He's yeah. touring with Rainbow again. All right. Yeah. Um, my favorite Deep Purple song is uh, "Child in Time." It's a, it's a fucking masterpiece. That's yeah. That song is basically like three different songs rolled into one. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Fucking song. Um. All right. Uh, D number six. Uh, number six is Led Zeppelin. I also expect them to be your number two, but guess no. not. Um, Zeppelin is uh, a band that I uh, truly, truly adore, and I think do not have one single bad song in their entire discography. Mm. Um, there are songs I do skip, like I'm, I'm not like in the mood to listen to like No Quarter or Since I've Been Loving You, but um, I just think like all nine, well, eight albums and then Coda was a comp- compilation of uh, outtakes are just perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And my favorite song is. Uh, it's cashmere, which I, I could make the argument that I think that's the greatest song ever written. Hmm. I um, I mean, cashmere was made famous around us because of Chase Utley. So, um, that wasn't made famous. No, I'm talking about in the Philadelphia area. Like <laughs> everyone knows that song because well, of Chase yeah. Utley. It's every everybody knows it's Chase Utley's walk-up theme. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. My number six is um is Motorhead. Um. Gosh, man, like Lemmy is just to me, just in music, just a, a god front man. Um, is the god, yeah, he is just you know, probably not the greatest of human beings. However, as a front man of Motorhead, um, he's uh, uh just a, a great, just just absolute legendary. Um, what did you say? I said, as a human being, he's not necessarily the greatest guy. Why do you say that? I, I'll I'll talk about it off the air I'm because not he because he fucked like a million women. No, I could care less about that. Then what? No, say it. He, I can debunk it on air. No, I'm not going <laughs> to debunk it on the air. Um, but um, yeah, my favorite. Um, I have two favorite Motorhead songs, so it's like it's um, it's I love the Triple H song, The Game. It's just fucking badass. And then Overkill, I'm a really big fan of. Um. Evolution or cross the line is that the line in the, line sand. In the sand? Line in the sand. Oh, that's a really good one. Too. Line in the sand. No. <laughs> um. All right, George, you're number uh, six. My number six is Kiss. Wow, nice. Like Dean, just, I mean, I, I I love Kiss. Um, there's the very first CD I ever got was Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits, and I listened to that on a repeat. Mm on a regular basis um i like how they're always putting up like different uh like different kiss biographies it's like this there's nothing we don't know about kiss that has been said 40 times over already yeah i mean but i'm still gonna sit down and watch everything that they put on tv about it because it's always interesting uh my favorite makeup era song is god of thunder Mm -hmm. king of the nighttime world it's not King of the Nighttime World. Surprisingly. <laughs> Love God of Thunder. Um, and like Dean, my favorite non-Makeup Era song is Tears of Fallen because Bruce is constantly teasing us. Mm-hmm. Although a honorable mention for non-Makeup Era for Unholy. 
Great song. Mm-hmm. What about That's Domino? It's a great album. Oh, you don't tell me about fucking. Like, like, who are you talking to, man? Yeah. Fucking yeah. Revenge is my first album by yeah. them. Come on. Come on, talking to Chris. Oh. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know about Domino. Nope. <laughs> when that bitch bends over, I over. I, my name. My name. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose nothing to lose wasn't your favorite uh, makeup era song. It's about anal. Yeah. All right. Uh, it, is. It, it literally yeah. the song Nothing to Lose is how Gene Simmons convinced his girlfriend to have anal sex with him. Love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, nothing more smoother than, than making a song about it to convince. Um, well, no, he'd already convinced it. This was the story of him. Oh, the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to write a song about this. Yeah. Just, you know, guys, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to write this song about how I fucked my girlfriend in the ass. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have reached the top five. Um, Dean. Start us off with your number five. Uh, it's a band I already mentioned. It's a band I don't know a life without. That's Van Halen. Awesome. Uh, yeah, can't, I can't argue it. Obviously, yeah, it's it's. I am a Van Hagar fan myself. Um, mm-hmm. I I love all three incarnate. Well, I guess technically four incarnations of Van Halen. If you want to consider the Roth reunion slash uh, Wolfgang era, um, so. For me, my favorite Roth era song is Women in Love. Um, my favorite Hagar era is Top of the World. I, it's also all for what I think their best album is. Top of the World is a really good song. Which is for unlawful car knowledge. Um, and my favorite also, Gary Sharon era would say, George? Is it also known as? Oh, it's the fuck album, yeah. Um, and my favorite Sharon era is, I mean, he only had, unfortunately, he only had like three or four good songs off of three. But uh, it's Without You. I think it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think they were a, I mean, the iconic band is, is with Roth. Can't argue that. I mean, Van Halen three is, I'm, I'm sorry. Van Halen one is arguably the greatest debut album of all time. Um, man, feel your love tonight's a fucking great one too. That that's honorable mention for Roth right there. That's such a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, Van, I, I grew up on Van Hagar, you know, and I love Sammy. I love the solo stuff. So. Yeah, it's mm. Van Halen. It's all right. Um, I almost cried when Eddie died. Honestly. Oh, that was such an awful day. I mean, oh, I think gosh. we all saw it coming if you knew his, yeah. his health history, but it was, it was still mess- just yeah. still such a hit, punch in the gut. It is, yeah. Um, all right, my number five is ACDC. Um, and we've talked about that before. Again, I mean, they're probably. I just I don't mean this like they're the greatest of all time, but I think they're the most recognized rock band of all time. Um, because I mean, God, their their hits are everywhere, every sports stadium, everywhere you go. They're they are always on the radio, always. I mean, they are in con- constant rotation. Look, I've worked for two of the biggest rock radio stations in Philadelphia, and they are the most rotated band I have ever seen. Um in both stations and you know that's a top five market at the time so it's there i mean they and they just they're just incredible and then from from what i've seen obviously live um they they're just spectacular too like just non-stop energy non-stop go 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 um so yeah acdc would be my number five my favorite bon scott song is highway to hell my favorite brian johnson song is definitely thunderstruck mm. I feel left out by not putting them on my top ten. They're my honorable okay. mention. I'll, I'll mention them in my honorable mention. <laughs> um, George, your number five. My number five is they may not be considered hard rock, but they are to me, and that's Allison Chains. Mm, Great sure. man, I love yeah. Allison. You know Allison I love Allison Chains. Yep the the best of the big four of grunge. I don't care what you have to say, Nirvana. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Allison Chains, best music overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed very close to by Soundgarden, but Allison Chains is is, is, mm-hmm. is such a better band. The harmonies between Wayne Staley and Jerry Cantrell are second to none. Um, I mean, the the and, the two and they've of them continued that with William Duvall too. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the two of them would sing at the same time. You would swear there's five of them in that fucking room. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was insane. And um, I got to see one, them George. live. Yeah, I got to see them live a couple times. So that's all. Didn't get to see. Yeah, we uh, we saw them. Was that 2018? I think that was the weekend we went to Wizard World, right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw them at the MM Barbecue. And then Amy and I saw them again at the uh, Atlantic City. We Mm -hmm. went one year. Yeah. 
Uh, my favorite Allison Chain song is Angry Chair. Good one. Great Damn one. Damn good one. Yeah. Yep. If you Love want nine instrumental, um, I forgot the name of it. Well, I'll come back to me there. <laughs> right. um, Dean, you're number four. Aerosmith. Beautiful. Yeah, another band, another one of those bands as I, I can that I consider the pillar, you know, the pillars of my music uh, love. And that's uh, much like Aerosmith and Kiss and Metallica. I don't know a life without. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Van Halen. I yep. don't know a life without Aerosmith. Yep. Um, and I, I did two songs because there's very much the, the two eras of Aerosmith. And yep. so so for the classic era, I did same old song and dance. Mm -hmm. um, that's beautiful. And for the uh, like the rebirth era, I guess you could say, um, I did uh, love and love an elevator. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, and like, that was tough to pick that over Pink because I love Pink. That's such yeah. a great song. Yep, it's so it's simple, but it's so great because it's about pussy. Oh. <laughs> Casey didn't know that, everybody. <laughs> um, all right, my number four is uh, Metallica. Um, again, and that's you know we've talked about this. I don't know a life without Metallica. I really just don't like these these top five bands that I'm going to mention are my top five. It's you know th this I I just don't know a life without listening to them constantly every single. And when I mean got like not just you guys, we talk about it all the time. These top five bands that I'm naming on my list, not a day goes by where I do not listen to at least two or three songs each of these bands during the day when I'm at work and my headphones are in. And it's just, it's insane. And um, so, yeah, Metallica is just, you know, a lot of people say arguably the greatest band of all time. Um, a lot of people say that, but, you know, you know, to each their own. Um, my favorite Metallica song is Wherever I May Roam and Whiskey in a Jar. Well, I'm, I've always loved that song. That was just a joke, but that's always been my favorite Metallica song. And um, I've always been a big fan of Whiskey in the Jar because it's the first. Their cover it, is great. It's the first. The only reason why I have that there is because it was the first Metallica song I ever actually heard really? um, on the radio when I was a kid. It was on 94.1 WYSP. And they're like, oh, you know, Metallica, Whiskey in a Jar. I was like, oh, OK. And then that's just that, that opening like minute just hooked me. And I'd mm. say to this day, it just means a lot to me because it was the first one I ever heard of them. Yeah, um, I love I love that cover. I mean, yeah. that's from a very controversial time in their history, too, because yeah. the, the load error, the load reload error was really is really divisive. And because yeah, I, I really like load, but I don't really like reload. Um, I'm not a, couple, a big reload there, fan. There's a couple songs on reload I like, but overall, I don't think it's I don't think it's that good of an album. Yeah, um, I like Saint Anger actually more than that. So God, Saint Anger um, grew on me over time. It's um, aged. I think it's, it's aged it's, pretty it's, decently. It's yeah. aged, yeah, very well. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still got a lot of problems. It's still not it's that good of yeah, an album, but the good songs on the album are good. <clears> yeah. Um, George, you're number four. Uh, Van Halen. <clears throat> I mean, we've all talked about Van Halen already. There's not much Chris more I can poop. add. <clears throat> yep. Chris, pants. Chris, he's, going, he's like, oh no, I'm pooping my pants. He's gonna, he's gonna find out what uh what song Jason Moa likes from Metallica today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's number one. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh man. But now Van Halen. Oh it, man. Oh geez. <laughs> I mean, it's like we said, Van Halen's one of those bands that um that's just kind of always been around. And when I first heard Van Halen, I only heard Sammy. I didn't hear Dave. I didn't hear mm. Dave till afterwards. Mm. So, um, I mean, but they're just one. Of the, I mean, I. I like you, Dean, I think Sammy is the is the better of the two. Dave is the better front man. Sammy is the better lead singer. Yeah, sure. Um, and then Gary Sharon is Gary Sharon. I mean, there's a great know, singer in his own right. It's just, yeah. There was too much control with Eddie on that album. He, yeah, he he's also Gary Sharon is also hampered by the fact that he's the lead singer of Extreme. Mm -hmm. Which great band in their own right. Yeah, in their own right. I agree. Um, uh, my favorite my favorite Roth Van Halen song is Little Guitars. My favorite remember the, remember, the, remember the good times? I remember the good times. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, you're, you're probably a little shocked that I didn't pick ice cream, man. <laughs> I'm your ice cream, man. <laughs> um, My favorite Sammy song, uh, Dean, you'll, you'll get kicked out. This one's Humans Being. Oh, such that's a good one. That's, that's a really a good, good one. one, too. Oh, my God. And if I'm going to yeah. say Gary Sherman, I'm going to say Fire in a Hole. Another good one. That's a great yep. song. Yep. Um, all right. Oh, shit, we might as well just mention it. The one, one I won is another great Gary song. They're the three good songs off Man Halen 3. Yeah. <laughs> it stops there. Yeah, it pretty much stops there. <laughs> uh, Dean, number three. Motorhead. 
you know, nice. it's it's fucking Motorhead. That's all I gotta say. And then, yep. uh, you know, my favorite song by them is also my favorite album by them, which is 1916. This is Angel City. Dean, are you also gonna say that Lemmy was a uh, was not a good guy uh, off stage? Uh, no, I would never slight the, the Lord, the Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, my number three is uh, Guns and Roses. Um, again, that's a Oh my God, it's a submissive bully. So, um, oh, I mean, I'm sure they're up there for George too. I just do not see the draw in this band. I, 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 I didn't want to put them as a dishonorable just because I, I think they're overrated. I don't think they're a bad band. Like, I think Nirvana is pretty not good, but I just <laughs> do, I, I do not see the draw to this band after Appetite for Destruction. I, just, I um, I think they're the most, they have the most unique sound I've ever heard. Axel, if that guy just didn't go off like off the wall, I mean, he could be one of the greatest front men ever because he's got the most one. I mean, George, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I guess you're a GNR fan. The guy's got the most unique sound I've ever I've like the unique, most unique voice ever. And I've ever I mean, heard. I mean, I mean, he does. I mean, his, his voice is kind of when it comes to unique voices, it's kind of like him and Brian Johnson. Really yeah. Have own, yeah. Have their own actual sounds, which is probably why they went I put Hetfield up there, too, which is probably why they went and got Axel to finish out that uh, that ACDC tour was because they're both at least similar uh, in styles. Yeah. But. Yeah, um, I agree. So, I mean, my favorite GNR song is Sweet Child of Mine. That's been one of my favorite all-time songs since I was a kid. So just as I've always loved that song so much. Um, so yeah, um, George, number three. Iron Maiden. Nice. Uh, I, mean, I, I absolutely love Maiden. I think Bruce Dickinson is one of the best voices in metal. Probably second to uh, to the King Ronnie James Dio himself. Uh, I mean, Maiden's is one of those bands that I stumbled upon early and was immediately hooked by him. And first song that I ever heard by them is actually my favorite song is the Trooper. Like you, Chris, the Trooper is, is a great song. Oh, what a beautiful, I mean, it's it's just amazing. I mean, yeah. um, two minutes of midnight has a, has a little, uh, place because it was in Vice City. Yeah. Can I play with Madness? Plus, powers, plus uh, uh, did, did, you finish your, did you finish your dinner first before you <sighs> play with Madness? No, that, was a, that was a running joke. For, <laughs> yeah, that was a running joke for a while. Did you, did you finish your dinner first? Yeah. Um, <laughs> plus, you missed midnight. It comes off my favorite album, Power Slave. Mm. That's a, awesome. Um, also my favorite album. Yep. Uh, Dean. The, the cover art. My God. Yeah, the oh. cover art. God, their cover Literally, art is really great. Every album just outdid the one before it. Yeah. Um, George, uh, Dean, number two. I'm the only one that's going to have this band on top 10. Yeah. Fucking Slayer. The greatest heavy metal band of all time. They're in my uh, honorable mention. unadulterated thrash. I thought thought, thought it was going to say Buck Cherry for a minute. No, go fuck (laughs) yourself. Uh, I I do personally believe when it comes to heavy metal, specifically thrash metal, Slayer is in a tier of their own. Like they're the only band that they're the only band that was just like we're not fucking changing. Like mm-hmm. Metallica tried to be a fucking rock band. Even Megadeth dabbled a little bit. Slayer yeah. was like, nope, open E, fast speed. We're talking about fucking killing and mur- mutilation, and you know hell and Satan. That's what we're doing. Auschwitz. And yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> something you just, may not know. It's just something you, you know. know. They're. They're, if it weren't for my number one, they'd be number one. I have their fucking, I have them tattooed in my forum. They're just, they're phenomenal. Really, really cool thing about their lead singer is that, mm-hmm. um, and I was looking this up. Is that um, he always looks home? He, he's a very devout Christian, and he actually struggled for a long time about the music that he sang, but then he he always looked at it as if like, I'm just playing a part. This is just my career. I sing these songs with these lyrics. It's not what I believe in, but they, they fit what I want to do. They fit what my band wants to do. And, you know, he's a really cool ass dude. Like he's a really cool dude. Um, I know get, I met him. I know any, any, any gets it. Well, I'm Twice. sorry. <laughs> but um, he, the first time he came in in Raleigh, North Carolina, he was like, Hey, you guys going to finish that pizza? 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but he, he walked in looking at the pizza like, man, I want a slice. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of cool stories I read about him. So he's a pretty badass dude. Um, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, Tom's great. Yeah. I thought he was Catholic, actually. He was, he and then he went over, and then he, and then he converted uh, okay. over. Yeah, he's uh, – yeah, that was – that's the thing is he was in a band full of atheists singing about, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so funny. I, right. I didn't know. I literally read this the other mm-hmm. day. I should have texted you about it. Um, and I would have just it, said back, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know everything about the band. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I hope yeah. so. They're on your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've seen them. I've seen them six times. So that's awesome. I saw them six times in a three year period. That's great. I um, drove. So I drove. I saw them in Raleigh, North Carolina. I saw them in Virginia Beach or Norfolk. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him in five states, six different venues. And then I saw them in uh, PA at the Electric mm-hmm. Factory, the outside festival they did in 2017. I saw them in Baltimore at the Harbor two days later. I saw them up in Holmdale with George, you and Amy were there. Uh, and then I saw them. The final show I saw them at was in Camden. For the I can't Baltimore. imagine. And I, it's not against them. I can't imagine a metal concert being good on the harbor. It was great. Was oh it? God, it was fucking amazing. And it was the, even was even cooler. The fact that it was like a fucking monsoon going on outside. Okay. So Is it, it, was, was it indoor? Awesome. It, it was like an amphitheater. Oh, I keep thinking it was there was something that's outdoor down there that I thought maybe mm-hmm. they would have been in because, you the, know, it was that amphitheater. Okay, okay, that's fine because the acoustics was, in an outdoor would be that, that sound would just go straight up and out. Mm, mm. Um, so that's why I just didn't know. Um, I, 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 were they I, good I, in Camden? They were good all the time. Okay, good. That's awesome. Yeah, I. Hmm, that's a tough one to pick. Which one of my favorite concert was? I think Norfolk was the most fun. Okay, because that was that was a really cool. My dad flew. Well, my dad flew down for the first two shows, and you know, then we drove out there, and it was cool. That might have been the best one too. That might have been the best show of, of, that I, I, my personal favorite. So mm-hmm. my favorite song by them is 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 it's Angel of Death. It's I think it's yeah. the greatest metal song it's, ever written. It's awesome. I mean, it's just it's just violent and it's perfect. Yep. All right, uh, my number two is ZZ Top. Um, hmm. I mean, I just, uh, I, I mean, I, other than my number one band, it's I mean, ZZ Top and my number one can flip flop at any time. Um, ZZ Top is just, they epitomize the word cool. I just always looked at them as they were just fucking cool. And they never, like Slayer, not like them, but in terms of they never changed. They stuck to what they loved doing and what they wrote, and they never really veered away from that. And I give them credit because um, when MTV came around, they, they were basically told, like, look, if you don't change to what MTV's doing you're probably not going to last much longer because a lot of people thought rock was going to die once MTV came around because of that pop bullshit um, at the time, which is cool. And I love it. But I, you know, the fact that to this day, people still keep saying rock's going to die, rock's going to die. And it never does, but you know, they always stuck to their guns. And I I just, I just always looked at them as just fucking cool dudes. Um, So um, I mean, I mean, well, well, they kind of flourished in the MTV era anyway, because I, I know because, because mainly of the car and because in all of their videos, they always had a uh, very nice look at winning. So yes, that definitely. Uh, my favorite ZZ top song is give me all your loving. Um, that's not, that's not double back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, George, number two, my number two is Aerosmith. My man. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know my life without Aerosmith. They, I mean, it's not even at their hard rock. They just transcend all genres. I mean, they, they are probably the greatest American rock band of all time. I mean, uh, that's, yeah. without a yeah. doubt, <laughs> with it, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, it's Aerosmith is there. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows Aerosmith. Everyone loves Aerosmith. It doesn't matter what era, if you listen to them from the 70s, if you're listening when they came back uh, with them with, with all mirrors on a permanent vacation in the 90s. I mean, that was they were one of the few bands that were able to outlast hair metal going through mm-hmm. the 80s and still mm-hmm. maintain their popularity and and survived grunge. Yep. Yeah. Where grunge, yeah. which is my biggest problem with grunge, grunge murdered 
hard rock and heavy metal coming out of the 80s. It was dead. And then grunge didn't last more than like three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Nirvana. Um, um, and just like, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't pick one Aerosmith song. So I did one from, uh, from before the initial split and then one after they got back together. Uh, the early one I picked is Back in the Saddle. That's just a great fucking song from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And like Dean, my, uh, my later era song is Love in an Elevator. It's just a fucking great song. Hello, Mr. Dean. Tyler. Going <laughs> down. <laughs> Dean, you're number one. Honorable, honorable mentions. Honorable. No, I'm sorry. Honorable mentions. Go ahead. Top we've done so far. Quickly, I'll blow through these. I'm not going to lie. I have like six. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rush. Black Label Society, who I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Sabbath, ACDC, Megadeth. I had to put them out there because they're another pillar. They're another pillar of my music life. I'm surprised and not it was tough not to put them in my top 10. Um, and then King Diamond, because without King Diamond, um, we don't have thrash metal, to be honest with you, because most of those bands were influenced by by King Diamond, Merciful Fate, you know. Um, but I... I out of the two, Merciful Fate and King Diamond, I prefer King Diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're phenomenal, phenomenal live. So, um, all right. So my honorable mentions were Zeppelin, and um, and only because it's you guys are gonna hate it, but it's it's the first concert I ever went to in my life. It's Bon Jovi. Um, I just it was the first concert I ever went to. Um, my parents, I grew up with them playing Bon Jovi nonstop because they love him a lot they've seen him live like 10 times i've seen him live three three i saw him close out the vet the very last event ever at veteran stadium was bon jovi i saw that and then i saw him uh at the link and wells fargo center so um but yeah i just i don't hate bon jovi i, I just don't like them after done... like 1993 nobody so, does i know so <laughs> like once 93 hits they go probably like down to like my top 75. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they're in my th- that's my honorable mention, George. My honorable mentions, I'll roll through these real quick. We're at the six minute mark. Yep. Uh, what was essentially would have been my number 11 is Motorhead, and then follow that, I got Priest, Metallica, Megadeth, and Dio. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna right. mention Dio real fast because my favorite Black Sabbath song, I'm not gonna give two. My favorite Black Sabbath song is Heaven of Hell. It's a great song. Right, I'm, a, I'm a big Sabbath Dio guy. You're so my, num- number, my number one. If anybody knows me, everybody knows who my number one band is. Yep, I do. Do you? ELO. <laughs> it's what? all right. Yeah. Don't white you. Sh- no, no. I, I thought it was the Who. It is the Who. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they just they they. You know, I, I've been listening. I've listened to the Who for about 25 years. I found them a little later. They're like that second generation of music that I found. Yeah, that was uh, rushed for me. When I first heard Quadrophenia, I was mind blown. It was like, there's nothing like it. I think it's the greatest album ever made. Um, there's just there's just nothing like it. It's it, it's a masterpiece. Um, oddly enough, though, my favorite song by them is not on Quadrophenia. It's off of Who by Numbers, and it's Dreaming from the Waste. I also have a second song because there's, there is very much two eras of the Who. There's the Keith Moon era and then the Kenny Jones era, which I think is very underrated. And um, my favorite song from the Kenny Jones era is Eminence Front. Wow. And I, I listened to the Who because of you, actually, when I met you in high school. Mm-hmm. You and you were a big Who fan. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll li- I heard of them, but I never like delve into them. So because of you, I started listening to the Who. Um, so oh, I'll give you welcome. credit. You're, thank you. Um, all right, my number one is Aerosmith, and um, mm-hmm. it's been mm-hmm. Aerosmith probably and for, how <laughs> um, for about 25 years. It's been Aerosmith. Wow. I mean, yeah, the greatest American rock band of all time, bar none. Um, my favorite song by them is "Back in the Saddle." Um, that's just and then obviously I love I don't want to miss a thing for a sap, you know, as a sap that I am. I just love that song. Um it's sap or femme, which we're uh, gonna use. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. So yeah, Aerosmith is my is my number one. Uh ZZ Top is like right there, but it'll always be Aerosmith. Um I wonder what George's number one is. I think I know what it is though. I don't know what it is. Creed. 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'll end the podcast right now. You'll never find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, what is your number one? I already told you what my number one is, you ass. I'm sorry, George, you're number one. My number one, uh, anybody who knows me knows, it, it's Guns N' Roses. Wow. That's what I thought. I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, there. I mean, Guns N' Roses is uh, is one of the first bands I ever heard that got me into hard rock because yeah. my my sister was a big fan since she's you know thirty years older than me. So I got to hear all the, I got to hear a lot of music from her and and she had Appetite for Destruction on a constant repeat. And I think that's one of the greatest albums ever written. I agree. Um, I, I I mean, they were only really around for a little bit of time, but. I mean, with the exception of Lies, I think Use Illusion 1 and 2 are great albums. Spaghetti Instant, I could kind of do without, but absolutely love GNR. And I, I can't wait to see the new album that comes out soon, Slash and Duffer back. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, my favorite song by them is Rocket Queen. And I That's will, also my favorite song by them. <clears> and <throat> I will tell you why. Because during the instrumental break, there's a girl moaning in the background. That was Axel fucking Steven Adler's girlfriend in the uh, recording booth. Unbelievable. It's the Love most it. actual thing ever, though. Um, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our top 10. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, love talking music. It's something we'll do more down the line, of course. A lot of lists, especially like 90s music, eight, um, stuff like that, our favorite pop songs, anything like that. Simp. <laughs> um, or, or in Chris's case, 80 Simp. All right. So uh, thank you, Dean. Thank you, George. Uh, everyone listening to Big Geek Energy, thank you guys so much. You're not um, we are looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Don't Come know on. what it's going to be, but we'll probably talk about it very soon and Goodbye. let you guys know. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend. Goodbye. And we will catch you guys down the road. Big Geek Energy Podcast on Instagram and Big Geek Energy on the Facebook. Uh, go check it out. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.